podcast where kindness has the power to reroute a bad day. Everyone has a story, and this is where we hear from you. Welcome back to the Bobcast. Today we're going to be talking about kindness and helping coping with anger and conflict. I'm JC and we're going to introduce ourselves. My name is Maddie. I'm Mr. Weaver. I'm Joy. I'm Mrs. Brothers. I'm Johnny. And welcome into the podcast. And we're going to talk about conflict and how it is a normal part of life because we all have conflict. It's just how we resolve those conflicts. And sometimes it affects the relationship of all of us, all around. Whether it's in school, whether it's at home. But it's always best to know yourself and how you're going to handle those conflict resolutions. That's why knowing how to handle conflict in a healthy manner is so important. So I'm going to start the questions with our student panel. Can you think of a time you faced a conflict and you didn't react very well? Yes, I definitely have because I know when I disagree with people, I'm not, I'm trying to work on this, but I'm not always the best at understanding that I'm not always right and that my opinion isn't always the correct one. Um, yeah, I'm like that a lot too, and I just end up kind of like not approaching it in the correct way, so I'll just kind of end up in an argument. Can you give me like an example of where, I mean, I think yesterday you and I were talking and you, you said like blowing up on someone and getting angry and yelling or, or going off on someone. Can you give me kind of an example of how it didn't go well? Well, there's one time in a soccer game, this girl kept pushing me and she wouldn't stop, so I kind of just blew up and pushed her to the ground and yelled at her. And so it <laughs> didn't go very well. Okay. Yeah, and I play soccer too, and it's like really easy to get caught up in it. I mean, obviously, like especially me and Julie, you know, we just want to win. And when somebody gets in our way, it's like frustrating because then we're pestered at them for getting in our way, and then we react badly. And I feel like it, it like embarrasses me because I feel like my coach will never look at me the same. So that competitive nature, yeah, and that kind of, yes. and you're just kind of caught up in the in the emotion yeah. and what's going what's Definitely, going on. Yeah. Okay. Johnny, you got anything? Uh, yeah. There was a time at a football game. I was like eight, maybe nine. And um, I just got done running the ball, and this kid tackled me. And he just stayed on me, like de- de- decided he wasn't going to get up. And so the game is over after that, and I punched him in the face. So it was in the heat of the moment, yeah. And and did you feel like you were singled out, and you're like, why is this kid staying on top of me? And, and um, not really. I mean, some people definitely got where I was coming from, mm-hmm. but I think I took it a little too far with punching him in the face. Okay, Maddie, you have anything? Those are these are some primo mm-hmm. examples here. That competitive nature. Well, during a cross country meet, like I was like running in it, and someone pushed me, and I almost fell. And like I got like really mad and I almost like pushed her back, but I like resisted and like didn't do that. Oh, I like that word resisted. So. so that's a good one. And I think even as adults, we we can think of times, you know, with conflict where we could have done a better job. We could have. Oh yeah, every you know, day. And I think it's it's good to be passionate. That's what I hear when you guys give these examples. You're passionate about the sports you play, passionate about your opinion and the way that you see things. Those are great things it's just about learning how to channel them in a healthy way real quick what did you learn from these i mean this is the negative side of it right this conflict what did you learn from these experiences to learn how to 
like deal with situations better and instead of hitting somebody trying like get them off julie realizing that i definitely was about to get kicked out of the game for unnecessary roughness it made me just want to play even more and i didn't want to like face the conflict and consequences of not playing man i know you guys were like in the heat of the moment but Afterwards, like so, looking back, is there a sense or, or, or an air of embarrassment now that you kind of look yeah, back and you're like, oh my goodness, definitely, yeah, yeah, because yeah. sometimes I just forget how competitive I really am, and I'm trying to like tone it down because it's like it's just gotten to the point of where I'm just mad all the time when I play sports, and it's not really. Don't get me wrong, it's fun, but it's just gotten to the point of where it's so much stress because I'm into winning. My dad talked to me, he's like, if you want to go to college and play, they're not going to want a person with a bad attitude. It's kind of embarrassing for me because after that whole situation, like um, maybe two weeks later, me and that kid started becoming friends, and it gets awkward every single time somebody brings it up. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. It's almost like when we react and we lash out, we're doing it to punish the other person, but all we really do is end up punishing ourselves because we have to live with the consequences of our actions, right? So, Ms. Brothers, I mean, this is the competitive, the sports side of it, but, I mean, it, it affects us in our daily life, too, like inside the school yes, walls. It happens inside the, the home, right? Um, are there some healthy strategies that we can kind of, you know, find to cope with these? Absolutely. So this week in Bobcat Strong, we actually covered 10 different strategies that you can use when you're dealing with conflict. But there are some specific strategies I want to talk about in our podcast. The first one is the importance of getting calm first. Okay, anger is a normal emotion. We all deal with anger. So to say, just don't get mad, not realistic, right? It's more important to know how to deal with the anger, how to deal with being competitive. That's not bad. You just got to know how to channel it. The first thing we've got to do is identify what happens when we're getting angry. So when we look at the signals that our body sends us when we're angry, what things come to mind? What are some signals that your body gives you when you're angry? And we're going to kind of just go around the table and give some examples. So Julie, I'm going to start with you. What are some things that happens with your body when you're feeling angry? Oh, my hands start to shake and my whole body heats up and I like, can't breathe. Okay. I am um, like basically shut down from like everybody else and like I just like don't talk to people. Okay, what happens with your thoughts when you're shutting down and you're not talking? I'm just like thinking about like the situation and like how mad I am. Okay. Um, I get like really hot, like I like sweat and then also my breathing picks up really quickly. Uh, I get really twitchy, like my legs start to shake a lot. Most of the time I like try and get up and get away from it if I'm like not trying to get into it with a person at that time. Okay, so basically all of these body signals lead us to feeling like we're going to explode. Would you agree? Negative conflict is like a soda bottle. Positive conflict is like a water bottle. So what I mean by that is when conflict hits and it shakes up our life, what happens with a Coke bottle? If I shake it and I flip it and I throw it and then I open it, what happens? It just, everything explodes. explodes. It explodes, right? It makes a huge mess, and I'm not able to use the Coke bottle for what I wanted to use it for. It's all over me. It's affected everyone around me. When I take a water bottle, and I shake it, and I throw it, and I flip it, and I open it, what happens? Yeah, nothing. It bubbles a little bit, and then it calms down, right? That's what we want conflict to look like. It shakes us up. We bubble a little bit, but then we calm down. So a good step of that is identifying these body signals that take place when we're starting to feel angry so that we can transition into using some coping skills. 
Yeah, I think it's interesting that the different personality types also of how we, as far as the emotions, I mean, you guys are a little bit different. Like Maddie would become a little more reserved and kind of pull away. And, you know, some of you would just lash out, right? And I think it's interesting to try to understand your boiling point, I guess, right? Mm -hmm. Your temperature gauge and what's happening within your body and be able to kind of pull away and, and learn some of these new coping skills. Let's talk more about these coping skills. I mean, sure. positive breathing, mm -hmm. what else is there? Well, what works for me a lot is if I'm at home and I like get in an argument cause with my mom, because you know, we both think we're right. Um, I usually just put them at earbuds and listen to music because it puts different words in my head than. So how do you handle some, some of these situations? I, like kind of like JC said, I usually just get up and walk out of whatever like room I'm in at the time. You start like talking through some things or maybe self-talk? Usually if I go down, if I go into my room, I'm usually in there. I just turn on my computer and watch like, YouTube or something. So let's talk about, since we're here doing Bobcat Strong, what are some coping skills someone can do in school when a conflict occurs? Honestly, I know it's like easier way said than done but I wouldn't let it get too much into your head. I would mostly just like stay calm about it because you got more things important. Like you might have a unit test next period and all you're thinking about is an argument when you really should just be focusing on a test. So you can probably just like walk away, find some other friends to talk to. So that's self-talk, that's like, hey, yeah. you know, this is not that big of a deal for me right now. I've got more important things to, that's self-talk. You're kind mm -hmm. of talking yourself down off that ledge. That's a great example. Maybe you can take a few deep breaths. Mm -hmm. Maybe look around the room, focus on something around the room, like count mm -hmm. your fingers or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Who else is available here at the school building when you are feeling overwhelmed? Counselors. Counselors, for, especially um, for Counselor Appreciation Week because they do a lot for us. Your teachers are here yeah. and care about you and can help as well. So there are people, you know, sometimes we just need to talk with someone about it. I mean, whatever you need. I mean, we're here for you. Okay, but there's some emotions underneath our anger. Sometimes we have a bad day. Sometimes it's maybe it's a test and we're stressed out. What are some of these underlying issues that causes the anger? I think, like, mine's definitely, like, self-frustration and... A lot of like stress and anxiety will probably cause mine. I mean, is it because you're competitive and you have those things and you want to make sure that you do everything right or? Yeah, I mean, in sports and in school because I'm trying to do the best that I can and I get frustrated when I like know something but my brain just like totally forgets about something and I know I know it and I just get frustrated and then I end up getting angry and I probably will end up saying stuff I don't want to say. So what about when someone hurts our feelings? What are some emotions someone can be feeling underneath when they're having a conflict with friends? Maybe worried. Worried? That their friendship will never be the same or like they won't be friends anymore. I would probably say embarrassed because like I feel like once you say some things to your friends and then you just won't feel like the friendship's the same and it's like a rope and every time you say something you like cut it and then just gets weaker and weaker the friendship does uh, Ms. Brothers, I think this is like a Stephen Covey or Seven Habits of, of Great Leader in our notes about win-win so when we have these conflict problems these anger I mean how does how do we get a win-win because usually I think of conflict and I go hey there's a winner and there's a loser what it, what do you mean by win-win let's take the example of a friend you and a friend are having a conflict win-win says let's come up with an idea or a solution 
where we both feel like we're valued and we're heard. Now that requires compromise because I'm not going to get 100% what I want and you're not going to get 100% what you want. But when, you're conf when you have conflict with a friend, you have one common interest, your friendship. So let's come up with an idea where I'm going to give a little and you're going to give a little and we're going to meet in the middle. Right? It can't be about win-lose. And when you're competitive, that's hard. That is a hard dynamic to have. And it can feel like, why do I have to give up what I want in this situation? But that's when you have to take a step back and use that self-talk and say, well, what do I want from this situation? What I want is my friendship. So what can I do in the situation where we both can feel like we're winning? Okay, so I guess the question for all of y'all are, what are some good examples of a win-win being empathetic or putting ourselves in someone else's shoes? I feel like it can totally just like, if you put, some, if you put yourself in somebody else's shoes, you will like not get as mad, which is win because you're not mad. Can you can be like, well, I see where they're coming from. I see their views. Okay, so you said something about mom earlier. How do you how do you use that a situation with parents? How do you get a win win and use empathy rather than blowing up at mom or dad? How do yeah. you use win win and empathy there? Well, I know like my mom would be like, mom, can I like walk around the neighborhood at like ten o'clock at night or whatever? And she's like, no, it's not safe. And I would get mad, but come on, mom, just let me. But I totally get where she's coming from. I'm a middle school child, and walking around alone isn't safe. Yeah, and she's concerned about your yeah, safety. Yeah. yeah, which, I mean, it's kind of a win, being like, oh, I'm special, she cares about me. There you go. So what about, you know, when you think of empathy in a situation, has there have you ever been in a conflict where somebody's upset with you, their feelings are hurt, and you don't think that it's a good reason they're upset? Yeah. Okay, so how does empathy help you in that situation? You can kind of like think about what the other person's feeling at the time and then understand where they're coming from and why their feelings are hurt and try to uh, reason it out with them. Mm -hmm. I think it helps when somebody else says, like, I totally get where you're coming from because then it makes you feel like I'm not just overreacting. Mm -hmm. I'm not the only person that feels this way. Sometimes it's best to walk away in a situation. So how do you know when it's time to walk away? When I feel like I'm about to like do something wrong, like kind of like go over the top of arguments, I feel like I'm about to like hit something or someone, so that's when I kind of just back off. Mm -hmm. And give it some space? Mm -hmm. Okay. So how do you know when you need to walk away from someone else because maybe they are not in a good place? What about that? Whenever they kind of like start raising their voice or kind of like showing that anger, kind of start like fidgeting with their hands, like when they just build up. So looking at their body language? Like I know my friends really good and I can like tell when they're starting to get furious and I sometimes, like if I notice that because I just notice like their body language, if they raise an eyebrow, if their face is getting red, and so I know I was just like, hey, you know, I'm going to walk away from this. And it'll let them think about it on their own. And they will calm themselves down. Yeah, and especially with our words, right? I think that's probably our first go-to when we let our anger build is to lash out with our words. And I always think of it like when you say something you don't mean or something that's hurtful, you can apologize. And you should apologize. And that person may forgive you, which is great. But the memory of the words that you said will always be there. It's kind of like if you squeeze toothpaste out of a toothpaste container, 
you can do your best to get that back in the container, but it's kind of impossible to do, right? It's going to be messy. Yeah, it's going to be messy. It's going to get everywhere. That toothpaste bottle is never going to look like it once did because it's going to have the creases from mm. when you squeezed it. That's kind of how it is with our words. We can apologize. We can ask for forgiveness. They can forgive us, but you've made a dent there that you now can't undo. That's how I feel like it is with friendships. Like when I was talking about that rope, it's like, that's why I kind of hate fighting with them because then it's like we're never probably going to be the way that we once were. Yeah. So then it's kind of kind of sad because it's like I don't want to lash out because I don't want to ruin the friendship. But I like the point Maddie made earlier too that when you handle a conflict well, it makes the relationship stronger. You know, we have a lot of athletes sitting around the table. That's true in sports too, right? When you're pushing yourself and you're conditioning and it's really hard and it hurts, that's when you grow the most. So let's go with the challenge. Yeah. You ready? Mm -hmm. So I think we all need to kind of learn these different strategies. Do daily temperature checks, not just on ourselves, but, but also temperature checks on the people that are around us, right? So we need to start to gauge and use empathy skills and, and the coping skills before we get into a heated debate. And not to sound cliche or anything, but sometimes it, it's okay to agree to disagree, right? And it's better to practice these different skills rather than ruining a relationship. So let's practice using coping skills and strategies when we're faced with the conflict. You guys did great. You're mm -hmm. awesome. And we appreciate every one of you. And with that, we all said bye. Bye.